Amen. Amen. <laughs> Greetings, beloved, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Greetings, beloved, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. The psalmist says, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Amen. Amen. There is no better place to be on Sunday than to be in church. Amen. Amen. Can you just greet your neighbor next to you and say, I'm glad to see you in church this day. <clears throat> Amen. And some of the faces, maybe you last saw it a bit of time ago, but we are all here to celebrate. Amen. Amen. And we've got many things to celebrate about. Amen. Jesus is still on the throne. Amen. 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 Did you know that it doesn't matter what you face, Jesus is still Lord. Amen. And when he is Lord, everything will turn out all right. Amen. Amen. So today our program is a bit packed, but we're going to celebrate. Amen. And the Lord will help us to do everything well and on time. Amen. 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 We've got baby dedication. We've got celebration with the youth. We've got celebration with the fathers. Amen. 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 Each one of those is a service on its own. Amen. Amen. But the Lord will guide us as we do it all together. Amen. I just want to start this by asking a question. <clears throat> Did you ever ask yourself what is the purpose of the church? Amen. Sometimes you find that we, we think of church and we just want to be comfortable among ourselves. And we do not want to go out there and influence the world. The world needs us, isn't it? The world needs the God who is in you. And I want us to start this with uh, the book of Matthew, chapter 5, verse 13 to 16. We'll do it in the King James Version. Because I want to give you this introduction so that then you can understand, as we gather together like this as a church, each one of us has got a role to play in the church and out in the world. There's a reason why each one of us, we are here for such a time as this. You may be a child, you may be a youth, you may be a mother, you may be a father, you may be an old person. Have you ever heard this, this, this um, phrase, children are a church of tomorrow? And I don't believe in that phrase. I've heard that, but I don't believe in that. Because I believe children are a church of today. Tomorrow there will also be other children who will be a church of tomorrow. Isn't it? Amen. Yeah. In a church we need children, we need mothers, we need fathers, we need old people. We are all a church together. Amen. Amen. Tomorrow there will still be other fathers, mothers, and still there will be children. You will never end with children. Amen. They will always be there. So it means in a church, each one of us has got a role. In the world, each one of us has got a role. There are some things that little ones do very nicely, which adults don't always do better on. That's why I like when Jesus gives an example. He says, unless any of you receives the kingdom of heaven like one of these little ones, you will never see the kingdom of heaven. And have you noticed that there are a lot of things we can learn from children? They are so much forgiving. You just shout at them now. Two minutes down the line, they will be hugging you. But adults don't always do it that way. Matthew 5, 13 to 16. King James Version. You are the salt of the earth. Okay. Point somebody. Because it's saying you. When it's saying you, it's somebody that you are pointing. Can we point them? Okay. You are the salt of the earth. Pick your target. You are the salt of the earth. <clears throat> Amen. 
Now, the problem is that you see the things that we are seeing in the world, things going out of hand, the salt is needed. And the problem is that the church is in the church. And the church is only on Sunday. That is the problem. Because if you are the salt of the earth, it means the church shouldn't just be in the church. The church should be in the church on Sunday, but all throughout the week in the world. Because you are the salt of the earth. Continue. But if the salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? Okay. Have you ever eaten something, those of you who are allowed to, to eat things with salt? Like some of us are allowed. Have you ever noticed that if you try to eat something without salt, which should have had salt, it's tasteless. Okay? So, think of the world that God designed it to have, to be seasoned with salt. And now you don't go out there, you don't influence. What will happen to this world? It will be tasteless. Isn't it? No wonder the things that we're hearing, the things that we see, you can see it's tasteless. But we need to go out there and influence. Continue. It is then good for nothing but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. You are the light of the world. Amen. Point to your neighbor again. You are the light of the world. Amen. You see the light, there are many things. Okay, maybe continue with it because I like the city that is set on a hill. Continue. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Yeah, I want you to look at this one. Those of you who ever drove at night a long distance, when you're somewhere and you're, you're passing places where there are no people, there are no houses and that, when you start seeing a light, let's say your petrol is getting finished, when you start seeing a light in a distance, you start feeling there should be hope there. Isn't it? The Bible says people walk in darkness but have seen a great light afar off. Prophesying about the coming of the Lord. But as people have seen that great light afar off, we are now that light of the world. And he says a city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Now some Christians are hidden. How, how many times did you hear people saying, my Christianity is my private matter? There is no such thing as a private Christianity. Because the light, you are the light of the world. Amen. The city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Amen. Continue. No, do they light a lamp and put it under a basket? Yeah, so you can't be a private Christian. Mm. But uh -huh. on a lampstand... And it gives light to all who are in the house. Mm. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Amen. So there is a very important task that God has placed on each one of us to play on the earth. We are the salt of the earth. We are the light of the world. This world needs you and I. Each one of us at our own age, with our own color, with our own gender. Amen. Amen. You see how diverse God has created us. It's because each one of us has got a special role, whoever you are, however you were created. There are things that specifically needed you to be born on this earth. The world couldn't be any better without you. You had to be born. You had to be part of this earth. That's why even as we dedicate the baby, we speak a blessing. We, we, we welcome them on earth, but we speak a blessing saying, there is something, there is an assignment for this baby. Amen. We come to the youth in your young age. There are a lot of things that you guys must do at youth age. Amen. Today we say 16 June. We think of 16 June 1976. But they are still youth today. Huh? So we want to know what you are doing. 
Some youth did something in 1976. But you are here today. You were not there in 1976. Amen. So what are you doing? How are you impacting on this earth? So today we are going to talk about making a difference. Amen. Amen. Making a difference. Each one of us can make a difference. Whoever you are at whatever age that you are. Let's go to the book of First John chapter 2. Verse 13 and 14 in the Good News Translation. GNT, First John 2, 13 and 14. I just want to show you that even when we preach, even in church today, the message must minister to each one of us. Amen? Amen. Because the Lord wants to minister to each one of us. Even when we go out there in the world, let each one of us play our own role. And let's keep on shining. Brighten the corner where you are. In the corner where you are, you are bright in the corner where you are. So it means I'm not at your corner. Tell your neighbor, it means I'm not at your corner. But you brighten the corner where you are. So the pastor is not at your corner. You brighten the corner where you are. Atlantis, I'm not in Atlantis. You brighten the corner where you are. Amen. Kales River, I'm not in Kales River. You brighten the corner where you are. Amen. Milnaten, you are in Milnaten. Brighten the corner where you are. Amen. Brighten the corner where you are. And when you are a salt, you make a difference. People feel better after you have had an encounter with them. Because salt is also used to preserve. Did you know that? Yeah, if you put something salt on the biltong, you, you are preserving it. Okay? then it will dry nicely and it will not get rotten. So, some of you, unfortunately, you are not a good salt. You get close to people and they get rotten. <laughs> Amen. You were supposed to be influencing them for the better. That when you leave them, they feel, I really had a good time with this sister. I really a good, had a good time with this brother. I was feeling down, but now I feel uplifted. Because I was next to somebody who's got a connection with God. First John chapter 2, 13 and 14, good news. I write to you, fathers. Okay, do we have some fathers here? Amen. Can we have fathers raising your hands, please? Amen. John the elder says he's writing to you, fathers. Amen. Amen. So it means in a church there are fathers. Amen. Amen. By the way, happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day to all the fathers. Amen. Amen. So he says, I write to you fathers. By the way, one thing which I think fathers don't do well. The Lord chose fathers to be heads of their families. But they keep on doing like Adam, their forefather, by being not available. You remember Adam where are you? So even in churches today, you will see there are very few Adams. Where are they, Mara? <laughs> eh? Where are the Adams? When mothers and children are coming to church, where are the Adams? Adam, where are you? But John the Elder says, I'm writing to you, fathers. Mm-hmm. Because you know him who has existed from the beginning. Amen. Mm. I like this that fathers have got a special role, but they also know God of old. Mm. They know him who has existed from the beginning. Mm. Amen. Amen. So when it says they know, you know him who has existed from the beginning, I want you to think of this one. Do you remember this song? 
Give me that all-time religion. That all-time religion. That all-time religion. It is good enough for me. It was good for Silas. It was good for Paul and Silas. Good for Paul and Silas. It is good enough for me. So sometimes in the church you find that the fathers, the elders, the veterans, the legends, they keep on fighting with the youth because we want to do the same things. So leave fathers who know the, the, the God of old. You know him who has been there from the beginning. Amen. So allow us to serve God as those who have known God from the beginning. Amen. 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 But you youth also have, you can also serve God from your anger as a young person. Amen. 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 The problem is when we want a church to be a homogeneous place. John, tell us. I write to you Young people. Okay, so young people, do we have young people in the house? John is writing to you also. What about us, young people? Because you have defeated the evil one. Okay, amen. amen. Can I get a shout again from the youth? Amen. So John is so confident of you guys when you talk about peer pressure you see with us youth unfortunately you see there is peer pressure there is all these things you see the problem for the youth are too many i write to you young people because you've defeated the evil one. Amen. Amen. amen he knows that the evil one has been trying to attack you but you are more than conquerors amen, amen. so he says i write to you young people because you have defeated the evil one continue I write to you, my children, because you know the Father. Yes, children. Do I have some children here? Sunday school? Amen. Sunday school? Amen. Can I hear amen from Sunday school? Amen. I like you guys. I love you guys. I even love your songs. I went to the enemy's camp. Take back what the enemy stole. There are some adults who don't know that the enemy stole something. But you guys know. And you go to the enemy's camp and take back what the devil stole. Continue. I write to you, fathers. Okay, fathers. John is not finished with you. Mm -hmm. Because you know him who has existed from the beginning. Mm. I write to you, young people, because you are strong. Okay. Young people, yes. Young people, yes. Amen. Mm. So you are not easy pushovers. Can I hear the young people saying we are not easy pushovers? We are not easy pushovers. Amen. Amen. John is so confident that young people, you are strong. Amen. 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 You can take it first with you are full of energy. Actually, even when you guys sing in church and when you dance, we should feel that there are youth here. Yeah. Amen. 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 You can't be doing things like the legends. Eh? You must show that you are youth. Amen. You must show that you've got energy. Amen. 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 The preacher says, serve the Lord your God in the days of your youth. Yeah. Before the time comes when you say, I no more have strength. And life is now really not having anything to excite. Amen. 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 I write to you young people because you are strong. Continue. The word of God lives in you. Okay, young people. You don't just get strong in the power of your own might because you are youth. Otherwise you will just be politicians. <laughs> you know the politician, the political youth, they are just strong. But there is nothing in here. Amen. They've got strength, but they can't direct it because there is nothing inside. So he says for you, you are strong, 
But the word of God lives in you. Do we have youth here who love the word of God? Amen. 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 For you to be victorious, you need to have the word of God in you. Amen. Amen. You need to have the word of God in you. Young people, have the word. Know the word. Amen. Know what is written. So that even when Jubilee the other time she was telling me that when she went to the university there's a lot of things. You guys, since there's a lot of things, a lot of negative influence in the university. You go there, if you're not a strong Christian, if you are not seasoned in the word, you will start having a, a female God or a, a male God or whatever with all the confusion. God is God. Amen. God is just God. Amen. God is a spirit. And those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Now you find you having a lot of debates confusing yourself. Okay? And God told us how he created us. God even told us how marriages will be like. God told us everything. But young people, if you don't have the word, you are going to be confused. So most of those ones who are telling you things, they are not telling you what the word of God says. So I write to you young people. Because you are strong. But because the word of God lives in you. Continue. Defeated the evil one. Yo, the evil one is looking for you guys. But defeat him. Amen. Amen. You remember when, when God... In the beginning when he put enmity, he said, I'm putting enmity between the seed of a woman and the snake. And he says, the serpent will strike the heel of the seed of the woman, but you will crush his head. So as the enemy is looking for you, you're ready. You've got what it takes to put the enemy under your feet. So all those pressures, some of you say, as a young person, really, the pressures are just too many. The pressures are just too much. I really feel I've got a lot of stress. John says you've got what it takes to win. Amen. You are strong. Amen. The word of God dwells in you. Amen. And you've overcome the evil one. Amen. 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 So young people, are you strong? Amen. Young people, Amen. you overcome the evil one. Amen. Let's go to the book of Romans chapter 12. Verse 1 to 2. Amplified. Because when you know you are strong, when you know the word of God dwells in you, which is for all of us, by the way, he may be writing that to the young people, but all of us, the devil, are there some people here who are exempted from attacks of the devil? None of us are exempted, isn't it? So we can as well have the word. We can as well take the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. We can as well take the shield of faith wherewith we shall quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. So, so that when the enemy shall come in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord will always lift up a standard against him. And you will always be overcomers. Romans 12, 1-2 Amplified. I appeal to you therefore, brethren, and beg of you in view of all the mercies of God, to make a decisive decision of your bodies. To make a decisive dedication of your bodies. Mm. Okay. So you take a decision that you don't turn away from. You make a decisive dedication of your bodies. Mm. You, your body will be dedicated to something whether you like it or not. Okay. Mm. There are some people who have dedicated their bodies to alcohol. Some have dedicated their bodies to sexual promiscuity. Your body will be dedicated to something. He says, be decisive. You dedicate it to what? Presenting all your members and faculties as a living sacrifice. Holy, devoted, and consecrated, and well-pleasing to God. Okay. So he says, be decisive. Amen. Amen. In other words, you say, as for me, my body will not be used to serve Satan. Mm. I'm presenting my body as a living sacrifice to God. Mm. 
My body is there to serve God. I've made up my mind. I've made up my mind. Things go not well in the days we're living in because people haven't made up their minds. They are not decisive. Continue. Which is your reasonable, rational, intelligent service and spiritual worship? Hmm. Do not be conformed to this world. Okay. This, this is very good. When it says don't be conformed to this world, this world has got a way of doing things. Yeah. You will hear a lot of things wherever you guys are. But people are telling you things of the world, how things are in this world. So he says don't be conformed to this world. Uh -huh. Fashioned after and adapted to its external superficial customs. Mm. But be transformed, mm. changed mm. by the entire renewal of your mind. Amen. By its new ideals mm. and its new attitude. Mm. So that you may prove for yourselves what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Even the thing which is good and acceptable and perfect in his sight for you. Amen. In other words, we're not going to conform to the world. Can all of us say we are not going to conform to the world? Because we are supposed to be the salt. Now, if you conform, you are like them. Now, you cannot change the world. Okay? So, I like actually in the voice. Let's do it in the voice. Let's do verse 2 in the voice. How many of you know when we grew up, there was, we used to call it forum. You know the frame that you make bricks, bricks with? You will, it, it's, it's a forum, ne? Yeah. Now, that thing says, I will mold bricks. I will give them a certain shape. Okay? Now, the world is framed like that. It's got its own frame of doing things. And if you mingle yourself with it, it's going to shape you. It's going to shape even your thinking. It's going to shape your behavior. And you are going to be no different from the world. Read. Voice. Uh, Romans 12 verse 2, the voice. Do not allow this world to mold you in its own image. Yo. Don't allow this world to mold you in its image. Mm. You are created in the image of God, not in the image of the world. Mm. Unfortunately, mm. many people today are allowing the world to mold them mm. into mm. its image. Mm. Instead, instead, be transformed from the inside out by renewing your mind. Mm. As a result, you'll be able to discern what God, what God wills and whatever God finds good, pleasing and complete. Amen. So, it says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. But your mind can only be renewed by the word of God. Isn't it? Yeah. Your mind on its own, if it doesn't have the word of God, it's very cruel. Your mind will be planning bad things against somebody. You will be gossiping about somebody. You will be jealousy of somebody's success. That's your mind. But when your mind is renewed, you have a mind of Christ. The Bible says we have the mind of Christ. You start thinking like God. You start talking like God. Amen. Because in this world, we need to be distinguished. By the way, young people and the rest of us, don't settle for mediocrity. Okay? Excel. Amen. Amen. Excel. Strive for excellence. Do your best. Trust God. Go to the book of Daniel chapter 6. So, I will take example of yeah, the four young men. Just to, because it's youth day today, isn't it? So, we can do it with the youth. So that you guys don't think you are unique. There were other youth before you and they put the devil in his place. 
So now it's your turn. Hey, but the devil should be, if he was like a person, he would be having a lot of scars. The same devil. And everybody having a good time on him. If you know the word. Of course, he has also bruised a lot. <laughs> you see, because as much as we say he's got a lot of bruises, but he's also bruised a lot of people. Okay? So you need to be trained. And you need to be different. Daniel chapter 6, verse 3. So I'm going, we do it in the New King James Version, NKJV. Because I want us to look at some of these young people who had made up their minds, who were determined to serve God in the days of their youth. And they were not going to compromise their belief for anything. Because in the days we're living in now, a lot of people are compromising. Okay. Then this Daniel distinguished himself. Okay. Above. Do you understand the meaning of distinguished? Hmm? You stand up above the rest, isn't it? This Daniel distinguished himself. So he would always stand up. Amen. He would not be consumed in the way the world does things. So this Daniel, so it means there are other Daniels. But this one distinguished himself. Maybe even this one. There is another Daniel among us. Does this Daniel distinguish himself? Amen. 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 But this Daniel distinguished himself mm -hmm. above the governors and satraps because an excellent spirit was in him. Do you see how you distinguish yourself? Have an excellent spirit. Do the best you can and be distinguished. Amen. Amen. Because when you've got an excellent spirit in you, we are not saying you, 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 we're comparing you with so and so. You do the best that you can and your best is not necessarily my best. But you excel in what you do. Amen. This Daniel. And the king gave thought to setting him over the whole realm. By the way, do you know that this Daniel was ruling in foreign lands? Mm. You see, when you serve God, it doesn't matter whether you are in your own land or in your foreign land you rule. This Daniel. So let's see how they did it. Let's go back to Daniel chapter 1. Verse 8 and 9, we do it, New King James Version, and we do it in TLB. Because this Daniel distinguished himself because an excellent spirit was found in him. But can we do it? Daniel chapter 1, 8 and 9, New King James Version, and then TLB. But Daniel proposed in his heart that he will not defile himself with the portion of the king's delicacies. Okay, so this was, there was an offer to say all the people who show potential that they could serve the king, they will be given the delicacies of the king, they will be given wine, all the nice cities mm. that people thought were nice things at that time. Mm. But Daniel proposed in his heart mm. that he would not defile himself. Do we have some youth who have purposed in their hearts? Amen. Okay, in the TLB, just that first part. But Daniel... But Daniel made up his mind. Okay. Some youth here who have made up your minds? Have you made up your mind? Amen. Some mothers who have made up your minds? Amen. Fathers who have made up your minds? Amen. Sunday school who have made up your minds? Amen. Amen. We all have to make up our minds. We have got to be decisive. Amen. Because if you don't make up your mind, you are going to be tossed to and fro. Okay? 
But this Daniel, he made up his mind. Let's tell us what, what he's made up his mind on. But, um, okay. but Daniel proposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with the portion of the king's delicacies, nor with the wine which he drank. Therefore, he requested of the chief of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself. Okay. So, in TLB, finish it in TLB also. Daniel made up his mind. Not to eat the food and wine given to them by the king. Mm. He asked the superintendent for the permission to eat other things instead. Okay. So, some of you think that wine is in fashion. <laughs> you know? Even the thing, did you know that even these things of ancestral worship and fo worshiping false gods, you think it's in fashion? You think, oh, we Africans, you know, you, you're not in fashion. These things were there long before in Bible times. So even the wine and the delicacies, all the things that people think they can indulge in, they were there. But we had some youth who made up their minds. I'm not going to defile myself with this, I'm not going to defile myself with wine. I'm not going to defile myself. My body is so precious. Amen. 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 Actually, I like it when you make up your mind even from the youth age. Because you are more vulnerable at your youth. Okay? Can I just say to this one especially, I don't think the wine is much of a problem, isn't it, youth? So I can pass that one. That one shouldn't be a problem. I think let's talk about the other one uh, where the flesh has got a problem. Okay? Did you know? I once liked this uh, thing that how many of you know the yeah, usually when you want to learn to drive, you go to a driving school. You know that, isn't it? And how many of you know that the driving school cars, nobody buys them? Huh? Because they are for, le for lessons. Okay? Isn't it? So, the problem with some youth is you allow yourselves to be used for lessons. Isn't it? So you must say, I've made up my mind. Amen. I want to be a brand new person when I get into my marriage. Amen. Amen. I've made up my mind. I'm so precious. You make up your mind. Because if you don't, people will take advantage of you. Amen. Amen. So we need to make up our minds. Okay? I'll take also this, his, his friends. Maybe before we go to his friends, let's look at Daniel chapter 2, verse 16 to 19. I will just tell you the whole story. So, after Daniel made up his mind, then that they will serve God, and then they, will take, they were taken, they were promoted, they were made rulers. Okay? They were among the wisest people in Babylon at the time. Now, there was one time that the king had a dream. And then he forgot what the dream was, King Nebuchadnezzar. And he said, but I've got a dream, but I've forgotten what, what is the dream. But I want somebody to interpret the dream for me. You tell me the dream and you tell me the interpretation. That's tough. Imagine I ask you guys, Tell me what I dreamt last night and tell me what it means. <laughs> the, the, the guys started arguing with the king. King, tell us the dream. Then we can tell you the interpretation. Is that not fair? Mm. So Nebuchadnezzar says, said, if you can't tell me the dream, how do I know that the interpretation you're telling me is correct? So if you want to tell, if you want to show me that the interpretation is correct, you tell me the dream first. And he says, I see you are trying, you have uh, agreed to trick me. Now, you are all going to be killed. If you can't tell me the dream and the interpretation. And Daniel, because he was among the wisest people, so he was also in line to be killed. Because all the wise men 
for that time they were supposed to be killed. Now I like what Daniel did. Daniel went to his friends, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Some of you, when you have got a problem, where do you go to? Huh? To the social workers. I didn't say don't go there. I'm just asking, do you go there? This one went to his friends who prays. He went there and then they agreed to pray. Can we go to this one? It's Daniel chapter 2, 16 to 19. Because the challenges you are facing, they need you to be a prayerful person. So when we say the word of God is in you, that's one part you have the word of God. But you also need to be prayerful. So as we are celebrating with the youth, as we are celebrating with the fathers, as we are here to dedicate the baby, we should be prayerful people, all of us. Amen. 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 So listen to this, Daniel chapter 2, 16 to 19. So Daniel went in and asked the king to give him time that he might tell the king the interpretation. But this Daniel was confident, man. I mean, you go to the king and say, King, just give us time. We're just going to ask our God and he will tell me. He will tell us the, the dream and the interpretation. Mm -hmm. Then Daniel went to his house and made the decision known to Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, his companions. So he had friends, but he had prayerful friends. How many of you have prayerful friends? Some of you, you've got friends who are always draining you. They are not prayerful. You are the only one who's always picking them up. Okay? Sometimes you need friends who can lift you up also. Amen? So he went to his friends and says, let's pray together. Mm -hmm. That they, they might seek mercies from the God of heaven concerning the secret. Mm. So that Daniel and his companions might not perish with the rest of the wise men of Babylon. Mm. Then the secret was revealed to Daniel in a night vision. So Daniel blessed the God of heaven. Sure. Okay. So the secret was revealed. The dream and the interpretation. A few weeks ago we were talking about prayer. And we said in uh, Jeremiah 33 verse 3 when the Bible says, Call unto me, I will answer you and show you things that you do not know. So God wants to reveal things to you as you pray. So when they were praying, God revealed the secret to them. So this is to encourage all of us to be prayerful. Amen. So that God can reveal the secret to us. Amen. So as he revealed the secret... Now Daniel goes before Nebuchadnezzar. Nebuchadnezzar, I'm here. Then Nebuchadnezzar said, do you have the dream and the interpretation? He wanted to make sure you're not just coming with the, the interpretation. I want to know that you've got the dream and the interpretation. And indeed Daniel went there. He gave the dream. He gave the interpretation. Now look at how King Nebuchadnezzar responds. 46. Verse 46 to 49, that New King James Version. Then King Nebuchadnezzar fell on his face, prostrate before Daniel. So what was now Nebuchadnezzar, Nebuchadnezzar was now like a servant to Daniel. So you guys are missing a lot of opportunity to be saved. Because you're not exercising your faith. You're not showing what your God can do. Amen. So now Nebuchadnezzar the king. Yeah, in mine it says, then King Nebuchadnezzar. He now falls on his face prostrate before Daniel. So he was almost like worshipping. What did he command? And commanded that they should present an offering and incense to him. <laughs> okay. So do you see that he wants to worship and he's also commanding that people, let's present the incense and and. And the offerings. There is no other God. This guy is so much connected with God that we must respect him. Mm -hmm. The king answered Daniel and said, Truly your God is the God of gods, mm. the Lord of kings, mm -hmm. and a revealer of secrets. 
Yo, mm. that, that's my yeah. God. Mm. He is the God of gods. Mm. Now, why would, we, would I worship any other God if there is a God of gods? Amen. He is the Lord of kings. Mm. And he's the revealer of secrets. Amen. Mm. Mm -hmm. Since you could reveal this secret, mm. then the king promoted Daniel and gave him many great things, gifts. Mm. Mm. And he made him ruler over the whole province of Babylon and a chief administrator oh. over all the wise men of Babylon. Also, Daniel petitioned the king and he said Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego over the affairs of the province of Babylon. But Daniel sat in the gate of the king. So, Daniel was promoted. Do you know that if you don't, sacrifice, if you don't compromise, you will get promoted? Some of you think you will get promoted when you are selling yourself off or when you are going for a bribe. No. Stand your ground. God will promote you. Amen. 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 This Daniel, after he has made up his mind, look at how God is promoting him. In a foreign land, how would you like you go to a foreign land instead of being called a foreigner? You are the one who is in charge. You are a governor. You are the chief administrator. And when you are a chief administrator, you say, King, I think I also need some of my friends to come here and serve. Can we also appoint? Can we appoint the other three young men also to join me here? And the king says, we do it that way. So it means there's a lot available to us as children of God. We can influence the world. But we need to know our stand. We need to be decisive and stand for God. Stand for the Lord and not compromise our walk with the Lord. Amen. Amen. So let's take this other one. The three, his three friends now. Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. You know the story. Okay? Now, they used their faith. Let's go to Hebrews 11. 32 to 34, New King James Version. I just want to show you how they used their faith. And when you use faith, by the way, you use faith when they, even when there are challenges. Some of you like this thing of saying we've got to be realistic. No, being realistic doesn't bring results. It leaves you with the, real th the realistic things that you had all along. It doesn't change anything. But you need faith. You need faith that even when your situation is like this, it can be changed by faith. You can trust God. You can believe God. Amen? Amen? You need faith. Look at how others did it by faith. Hebrews 11, 32 to 34, New King James Version. And what more shall I say? For the time will fail me to tell of Gideon and Okay, Barak. by the way, I used to say that I like what Vome used to say. She used to say, if the Bible were to be rewritten, I also want to be written in the Bible. So now, we've got our chance now to rewrite history. Amen? As we are believing God. Continue. For the time will fail me to tell of Gideon and Barak and Samson and Jephthah, also of David and Samuel and the prophets, mm. who through faith subdued kingdoms, mm. worked righteousness, mm. obtained promises, mm. stopped the mouth of lions, mm. Quench the violence of fire. Okay, let me take those two. Who stopped the mouth of lions? Daniel. Daniel. And then quench the violence of fire? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. All young people. Mm. So now, do you think guys will, will keep on quoting Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? Don't we have some Daniel, Shadrach, and Abednego among us? Amen. Can't we have some Daniels, Shadrachs, Meshachs, and Abednego among us? To make this world a different place. Amen? Amen? Yeah. So it means God wants to use us. Okay? So with Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, I want you to listen to, to this one in the... We'll do it in EXB, Extended Bible Version. So this is what happened. Hey, but Nebuchadnezzar, he doesn't learn. You see, after he said, this is the only true God. Now, he goes and erects a an image and says, people worship this God. 
But he just said the only true God is the God of heaven. Now he says, I've made this God. All of you governors, leaders, and all the people, you need to bow to this God and worship him. You see this thing of worshiping false gods. I told you it's not starting with you guys. It's not even starting with our grandmothers. It was there all along. Okay? But there were these three boys, Hebrew young men, who said, we're not going to bow. And then people came and told the king, King, there are three young men, Hebrews there. They even said three Hebrew. So they are saying, these guys are not even part of us. They are foreigners. They want to dictate things to us. They say they don't want to worship. But because Nebuchadnezzar knew Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and he had promoted them, he made them to be called. He was angry. But he said, I want to give you a chance, guys. Is it true that you don't want to worship my God, that you don't want to serve the golden image that I've set up? If you hear the sound of music and you worship, that's good. But if you don't worship, you are going to be thrown into the burning fiery furnace. And who is that God that can deliver you? But he just said this, only one true God, isn't it? Now he's changed. He says, who is a God that can deliver you from my hands? Now Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego says, in the King James it says, we are not careful to answer you in this matter, O king. You see, when you answer the king, you must be careful. Eh? They say, now you've started something that you're forcing us now to answer you, not like a king. We're going to tell you the honest fact. If you decide to throw us, we are not intimidated by your threats. If you decide to throw us into the fire, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from your hands, O king, and he will deliver us. So let's do it in the EXB. EXB verse 17, Daniel chapter 3. If you throw us into the blazing furnace, the God we serve or fear is able to save us from the furnace. He will save us from your power, your hand, O king. Okay. So he says, so the problem is that this one, it only gets it right in verse 17. But verse 18, it doesn't get it right. So this is what happened. So that you understand how faith works. Faith is not taking chances. Tell your neighbor, faith is not taking chances. Faith doesn't say it will happen, but if it doesn't happen. Faith doesn't say that. Okay? So that's why the King James Version gets it right. The Jubilee Translation gets it right. But most of the other versions don't get it right because they say, the guys were saying, even if God doesn't deliver us, we shall not bow to your image. But that's not faith. Nebuchadnezzar is not interested in people who are just stubborn. He is going to bend them. So if you say, even if God doesn't, because Nebuchadnezzar said, is there a God who can deliver from my hand? So Nebuchadnezzar was making a challenge. He needed somebody that says, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us and he will deliver us from your hands. Full stop. If you decide not to throw us, we are not bowing. So you have started something that you won't finish. Because you throw us, we get delivered. You don't throw us, we don't bow. Now you have a problem, king. You see? So I want you to get this clearly. Because if they said, which some versions say and some people say, which I don't believe it's what it said. They said, it says, even if God doesn't deliver us, we are not going to bow. Okay. If God doesn't deliver them, what would have happened with them? They would be dead. Isn't it? You don't have an option to choose to bow or not to bow when you are dead. You are banned. So it means it doesn't make sense to say, even if God doesn't deliver us, we are not going to bow. You start by deciding to bow or not to bow, and then God either delivers you or doesn't deliver you, if he delivers you, it's good. If he doesn't deliver you, you are dead. Do you get that? I want you to get simple things. It's simple. Because these guys, the Bible says in Hebrews, it says by faith, they quenched the violence of fire. So they were sure that this fire will not burn us because we are trusting God. 
We want young men like that. Amen. Amen. Can I just tell you about Daniel and then I'm going to give you a general example about the young people and then we finish with the baby. Okay. Do you know that with Daniel, Daniel was promoted, he took those and then people were so much jealous of Daniel that they started wanting to trick him before the king. It was the time when Darius was king now. And then when they wanted to trap him, because some of you, you easily get bribes and all that. It's very easy to trap you. <laughs> Isn't it? But the Bible says, as for Daniel, there was nothing that they could trap him with. Except to look for things related to his king. Okay, let's go to Daniel chapter 6. Because I want to show you something. Daniel chapter 6, 3 to 9, New King James. I will do it for the sake of time. Then this Daniel, distinguished himself above governors and subtraps, is the same Daniel that we talked about. Because an excellent spirit was in him. And the king gave thought to setting him over the whole realm. So the governors and satraps sought to find some charge against Daniel concerning the kingdom. But they could find no charge or fault. Because he was faithful. Do we have some faithful young people here? Amen. Do we have some faithful fathers here? Amen. Do we have some faithful mothers here? Amen. Yes. So if you are faithful... Let it be that people, when they look for something to trap you with, they can't get you. When they think of giving you a bribe, they can't. When they, whatever they may think of, you are not easy to be trapped. So they couldn't find any charge because he was faithful. Nor was there any error or fault found in him. Then this man said, we shall not find any charge against this Daniel unless we find it against him concerning the law of his God. You get that? So they say, we know he serves God. So let's look for something that his God wants him to do and then we make a rule against that and see if we can't trap him. Then they said, let's take prayer. <laughs> they knew that he was a prayerful person, isn't it? Some of you don't even need to be trapped. You don't pray even if there's no threat. But for Daniel, he was so much prayerful that people had to say, Let's make a rule that people are not allowed to pray to any God except to you, O King, for the next 30 days. And whoever breaks that rule must be thrown into the, ben, into the lion's den. Okay? Now look at this. So he says, whoever does not... So you read it. I'll just tell you. So it's from Daniel 6. So read it. For the sake of time. So then, they made a, a rule, and then they made King Darius to sign the law of the Medes and the Persians, which cannot be altered. So Darius was reluctant to sign it, but they ultimately convinced him to sign it. He signed it. After he signed it, the Bible says, Daniel, knowing that the law has been signed, he continued as his tradition before, prayed three times a day. So he continued praying three times a day. How often do you pray? Huh? You don't even need a rule to stop you from praying. You are already not praying. <laughs> but for Daniel, they had to make a rule to stop him from praying. But he continued praying. So as he was praying three times a day, they said, now we got him. We're going to... So they took him before the king. King Darius... He has disobeyed you. He needs to be thrown into the lion's den. King Darius was very much uncomfortable to do that because he knew that Daniel is a righteous man. I like the words of King Darius. He says, Daniel, your God whom you serve day and night, may he save you. In other words, I'm, I have to throw you there. I've got to decree that you be thrown there because that's the rule. But the God whom we serve, can, may he save you. And the Bible says even throughout the night he couldn't sleep. Okay? And then ultimately they throw Daniel there and look at what God does. But I like this God. man. You know the God who delivers from the, the fire? He delivers also from the lions. So these lions were hungry. Then they threw them. As they threw Daniel the lions just couldn't eat him. But God, 
just moving around him. And then the next day, King Darius comes. Daniel, did your God really save you? Come out. He was very much excited. As Daniel was coming out, he says, what happened? Daniel says, my God whom I serve, he sent an angel. I like this one. He didn't send angels. Read your Bible. He sent an angel, and an angel closed the mouths of lions. So, then I thought, if this, if the angel can close the mouth of a lion, I want to trust this God to even close the mouth of a gun against me. Amen. Amen. I want to trust him for that. Because he says the Lord sent his angel and he closed the mouths of lions. Is there in your Bible? Yeah, so there are many mouths that want to eat you. May the Lord close their mouth. Amen. 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 So he said the Lord sent his angel and the angel closed them. Now to show you that they were closed. (laughs) Then Darius said, Oh, now those people who tricked, who wanted Daniel to be eaten, let's take them together with their children and their families and throw them. Now imagine a, a, a lion that was hungry. That was, it doesn't say that they were full, that's why they didn't eat Daniel. It says their mouth were closed. So they wanted to eat him. But the mouth were closed. Now, that miracle doesn't work for everybody. Those who are against me, watch out. Amen. Amen. Lions are waiting for you. Amen. Amen. Lions are waiting for you. So now when they threw them, the Bible says before they even landed on the surface, the lions had already finished them. So the lions were, they had to be starved because Daniel was, they couldn't be eaten. Now they were very hungry. Then they were devoured. But I'm encouraged by what some of the young men did in those days. And I believe even the young men of our times can do the same thing. Amen. Amen. So listen to what God says as we wind down to the baby dedication. I want you to go to the book of... You can read Joel chapter 2 verse 28, New King James Version. But we will do it in Acts. It's the same, it, it, it quotes the same thing. It's Joel chapter 2 verse 28, New King James Version. But we are going to read Acts 2, 17 to 19, New King James Version, Mr. MJ. Because I want you to get this, that God is not finished with us. Can you tell your neighbor, God is not finished with us? And unlike many people who say God only did those miracles in those days. The days of miracles are over. No. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He still wants to use us. As much as he could use Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, he can use some youth among us. He can use even some of us. Okay? Now listen to how God wants to use us. And it shall come to pass in the last days. Okay. Tell your neighbor we are living in the last days. It says it shall come to pass in the last days. Mm. So it's for us, this one. Mm. Can we all say it's for us, this one is for us. us. Yeah, let's hear what shall come to pass. Says God, Mm. mm, that I will pour out of my spirit on all flesh. Mm -hmm. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Okay, daughters and Mm. sons, you shall prophesy. Amen. Mm -hmm. Your young men shall see visions. Okay, young man. Mm. Mm. May you see some visions. Amen. Mm. Amen. Mm. So when you see visions, you can see visions in the spiritual realm where the Lord reveals things to you. Mm. But some of you also need to have visions. Even Maybe you've got a vision to have your own company. Have a dream. Have a vision. Something that you look forward to. As young people, be excited about the future. Some youth don't have any vision of the future. They just see that the curtains are closed. They can only see the wall. Have you ever, (laughs) in life you look and you can't see anything good. The wall is, the curtain is drawn before you. 
You even think of committing suicide because there is no other way. But can I tell you, if you start counting the blessings of what the Lord has done for you, now you will realize, no, actually the curtain is not closed. Because the devil will want to make you fix on the three things that are not going well. And you forget about the 50 things that are going well. Yeah. If you move out of here, any of you, you think, who think you've got a very big problem? I want you to go out of here and start listing the things that you have. Start thanking God for your body that is well. Thank God for that you can walk. Some of you even have cars. Some of you even have jobs. Some of you even have families. Some of you have this. And now there's just one thing that's not going on well and you want to end your life for that? No ways. Now listen to what God says. He says you shall see visions, young, young men. Young people, youth, be youth of vision. Mm-hmm. Your old men shall dream dreams. You see, old men, you've got spaces also. Fathers, dream some dreams. Mm. And when you have the dreams, you see, oh. the, the vision, vision usually propels you to go and get it for your future. But some dreams are good because then you can dream and go forward for it. But some dreams need to be handed over to some people to, to get them fulfilled. So old men, you dream dreams, some of which you can still do, but some you need to hand over as a vision to the upcoming generation. Continue. And on my men servants and on my maid servants. Okay, so both male and female, mm. God wants to use them. Tell your neighbor, God wants to use the young people. God wants to use the old people. God wants to use male and female people. Yeah, that verse 18 says, upon my servants, both male and female. I will pour out my spirit in those days, and they shall prophesy. And I will show wonders in heaven above and signs on earth beneath, blood and fire and vapor of smoke. So God wants to do things on the earth, but he needs you and I. Amen. 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 Now we've eaten spiritually and we are full. MC, you can take us through. We can rejoice a bit. I think I've kept my time. Hopefully, with all the excitement. But did you know that if something is exciting, you don't see time? So depending on how exciting they make it, we may not see time. Amen. Amen.